Julie Murphy here and I am here with my friend Meg because she is a life that is thriving these days. And what I've come to realize that when people are thriving and when people share their stories, what happens is, is that allows you and almost gives other people permission to do the same. So Meg, I appreciate your vulnerability today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. What are we going to do? Right. Well, and Meg and I, we've actually worked together, I think, uh, 27 out of the 28 years of me being a financial planner. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. It was sometime sometime in the late in the late 90s. Uh, are we that old? Ago. No. <laughs> we, were, we were at like 15, I think. I know. Yes. You no. were a child prodigy in the financial world and I was, you know. <laughs> Whatever I was, but yeah, no, it's been, yeah, over 25 minutes. Been a road. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's so mm -hmm. fun. Um, and so one of the things that I wanted to share with people is that I witness many, many women who are successful, but they're not happy. Like on the outside of their worlds, they got their shit together. Like mm -hmm. you, people look up to people like you, Meg, right? Like, Oh my God, she's done it. She's, she's, she's worked hard. She's like blocked and tackled and did it. And she's like successful. And you're kind of going, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that you did exactly that, but it's like you ponder kind of going, is there more yeah. or what else is there? And, um, and what's going to make you happier. And, um, and I love the quote that your husband said to you. And if you feel, uh, uh, comfortable to share, please do. But, um, Absolutely. but can you share with, um, the audience in terms of like, uh, you, 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 for a while, you're, you're a hard worker. You've worked more than the 40 hours a week. You've done all these things and, you know, financially you're building your base, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're doing it. And, um, now you're doing it a little differently. So I'd love for us to talk about that. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, uh, I have worked for, that's my probably my thirtieth year of working, mostly in um, I always say creative adjacent positions. I'm an operations mm -hmm. person. I've worked in agencies and with in-house, uh, you know, marketing and advertising agencies. And um, for many years, I was the VP of production at a magazine publishing company. Really helped them grow a great deal. Was there for eleven years. Near the end, it was just getting. I was not a terribly pleasant person to be around, probably for both my colleagues and my, you know, family and friends. And uh, we were on the phone with uh, my husband and I with Julie one day, and she's like, "How's work?" And I'm like, "It's not good. It's really yeah. it's." Bad. And my, you had one of your, you had um, like a young guy in there with you. You wanted Jordan. him to see, yeah, yeah. you know, how a financial thing works. <laughs> and she, you go, well how much money do you really need every month? And so we start doing the math. We're figuring out how much, you know, medium term savings we have. And you say, well, you could, you just quit. You could be unemployed for like, <laughs> you're like, huh? And, and I said to the kid, I'm like, this is not normally how this goes. Where the financial <laughs> advisor says, leave your six figure job. It will be fine. Um, but really it was you and I have to give credit to my husband, James, who said, it's not like you're going to be unemployed forever. Just, you know, take a break. And I did. And it was delightful. And I actually worked for, I took three months off. I worked part-time for a friend of mine, just a little bit during there, right. got another full-time job. Um, two, I've had two full-time jobs since then. 
And then I left my last company at the end of um, 2021. I actually got laid off. And I fully intended to find another job. I had the gift of um, severance so I could figure out what it was. And like three weeks ago, I said to my boss, or my boss, said to my husband, there's a Freudian slip for you. Um, but I think, I think many I, women think yeah. that's reality. Let's no, let's step back and say that is not the way this works in my house. And, um, <laughs> and he would agree with that fully. It's very much partnership. And I said to him, I think, um, I think I just want to freelance and do some consulting, but you know, we should, are you comfortable with that? You know, the money will be up and down and all those things in his words to me were, honey, you might be less crabby if you didn't have a boss anymore. So, <laughs> That's the phrase I loved. <laughs> yes. And James's infinite wisdom, um, you know, and I'm lucky that I have supportive husband who has good health insurance. Um, I am lucky that I have had a long career where I have worked with lots of different people. I literally, you know, was already doing just some regular kind of full-time project management freelance. Right. Um, I have a bunch of people. I literally just put on LinkedIn yesterday that I'm not finding another job. I'm going to do this. I have two meetings and I have two more phone calls from people who've said, oh, good. I need you. Let's, let's talk. So we'll see. I don't know if it'll be forever. But I think that um, in the words of our mutual friend, Sharon, <laughs> I, need, uh, I need rails in my life. I work mm. too much uh, always. And so I think that by doing it just for me and being able yeah. to choose the projects that I take and to do the work that really is important to me and that I think I um, can really help others with is what I want to do. So we'll yeah. see. But Feeling well, good about I, it today. Yeah. And what I find is that um, there's a couple of buzzwords that you said that I wrote down. Um, I find that so many women have spent so many so much time working super hard. Yeah. Right? Like, Meg, you're just yeah. a hard worker. Like, you're the person everybody depends on. Mm -hmm. Right? And I know a lot of women feel like that out there too. You know, you talk to our girlfriends, talk to, you know, yep. and to where, you know, and Sharon, bless her heart. <laughs> holds yes. really good boundaries from that perspective. Yep. But I would say most women don't. No. Most women don't. And 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 I would say it's because we've ignored our heart along the way of mm -hmm. what our desires are. So from an outsider's viewpoint and me looking at when you took that break, when you gave yourself permission to choose your self-love and self-care, you felt something that you probably never felt before. And it was like, yeah, this feels kind of good. And I'm hmm. not really sure what to do with that yeah. because I've been programmed like this and I'm doing this. And I'm like, mm. right. Is that, is that true? Is it that feels hard? irresponsible. Like, well, I'm just, and it's not, I mean, I'm working all the time, you know, and I'm still doing it, but I think that we're trained to, and I think you're absolutely right that for women, and I do not have children. Right. So what I'm about to say is like exponentially more true for people that have that in your life, but it's, we want to do everything. And there is that myth that we have to be the ones that care for everyone. We have to be the ones, and I am not a mother, but I'm very maternal at work. So mm -hmm. leaving my people was really hard on me at the right. end of 2021 because I felt like I was abandoning them. It was not right. my choice. It was not my whatever, but it's what kept me 
and has in the past kept me in jobs that I should not have stayed in. But I, you know, well, what's going to happen if I go? It's like, you know what? They will, they're all smart people. They will figure it out. But it's, it's, you know, we feel that it's the, that we're holding the world together. And if Mm -hmm. we stop, you know, everything's just going to fall apart. And, you know, that's an unfair burden for anyone. Well, and, and what I've realized, it's the fear that stops us that really, once you decide to take that step, Mm-hmm. you realize it doesn't fall apart. No. It and actually falls together. It was so funny because I really was like, it didn't even, I wasn't really thinking about it. And I started doing this this uh, this freelance gig and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of liking this. I'm kind of liking, and for anyone that hears this that used to work for me, I love being a boss. Like I, I love having people I love. I've mentored so many young people. I really, I love that. Man, it's nice not having to deal with anyone but yourself, you know, where it's just I have to do my work and deal with what I need to do and take care of the teams that I'm working with. But, um, you know, it's you almost don't and I don't want to equate the work world with terrible things that people go through with bad relationships in their life. But it feels when you leave a situation that you probably shouldn't be in, it feels a little bit like that, like you don't realize what it was until you get out of it. And you're like, why was I, why was I putting myself through that? You know? Yeah. It's no different than like a bad marriage, your employer. I always tell people we work things out and we act it out through our money, through our health and through our relationships. Mm -hmm. And the relationships is not just personal relationships. It's relationships with your family. It's relationships with your employers. Like Mm -hmm. you're the same bird in all those places. Yep. Right. And so when you start to see and turn on this other part where you're kind of going, I kind of like having that kind of sense of freedom. Like Maggie, if I were, and you and I have not talked about this, but it just dawned on me going, you don't have children. Like, Mm -hmm. of course that would be the same at work. Like not having that responsibility there too is also like, Oh, I'm embodying more of actually who I am. Yeah. And this place where you just flourish and blossom without any blame, shame, guilt, or judgment. Yeah. Right. And I also think that I am lucky in that it's this time in the world mm-hmm. where you see, you know, the every day you go to your LinkedIn feed, if you do that, and you see the people of changing jobs or whatever, everyone is really, it feels, there's so many like shifts that happen in the world, but this one feels actually real where people, mm-hmm. you know, for the last two years, and God bless all of you that were home with children for two years, like, first of all, can't even wrap my head around it. But we're (laughs) so many particular, particularly women went, okay, what am I doing here? Right? Right. Like how I can't possibly just keep all this stuff going. How do I make this right? And so I'm feeling just so grateful Mm. that I, that I have the opportunity to do this, but I also can do this because I've been working really hard for 30 years, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It just didn't come to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you said earlier about, um, like, kind of felt like irresponsible, not working. Yeah. You know, I always talk about these limiting beliefs that we have. So depending yeah. on the communities you grew up in and the households you grew up in, and we've always talked about the fact that, you know, you grew up in Wisconsin, Midwest, you mm-hmm. know, homegrown, even, and German on top of that, right? I'm a little yeah. German as well. Like, you work hard and yeah. you don't not, not do that. Well, and, yeah. It's this hard wiring that even if your parents didn't do it generations before you did it, and it's locked and loaded into our amygdalas. Yeah. 
And I was, I'm going home this weekend to see my parents and some family friends. And I'm like, when they say, what are you doing for work? I don't even know what I'm going to answer. And so I'm like, well, I'm sort of doing some freelancing and consulting and whatever. Like, it sounds like I'm not doing anything and I really am. And so, but I'm, I'm kind of, I really like a plan. You know, I'm a project manager. I'm a an operations right. person. I like a plan. I right. like checking things off the list. Right. But for the very maybe first time ever, <laughs> from a work perspective, I'm kind of excited. I don't know what kinds of projects I'm going to yep. uncover. You know, and it's yep. through having. Um, it's amazing though what you uncover by just having conversations with people. What challenges are you having? You know, right. and let's 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 talk about what we can do to sort of you know make your work life work better for you? What can we do to smooth that out so that we can make better, better workplaces for people? Well, and, and one of the things that you told me the other day, um, was like, you naturally, when you started doing this new gig and then you started to like almost overcommit and overdo in the new job, right? Mm -hmm. Because literally the cells in your physical body are sitting mm -hmm. there like, Oh, this is what I do. And then you're like, Oh, uh, I don't, I don't have to follow up with no. those. I don't have to do that. And you were like a giddy little schoolgirl. Oh You're my like, gosh. <laughs> so if I was like, oh, that's not my role. Someone else is going to take care of that. That's <laughs> delightful. Wait, I'm maxed out at 40 hours a week. Okay. You know, right. and, and so those are, but, but at first it's weird. And I, totally. you know, because I worked through the end of 2021 and was getting all sorts of stuff together. It was crazy. And then I did basically nothing for a month also. <laughs> just delightful. And that's right. another Julie thing. I said to you, I can't remember, probably four or five years ago, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me that I can't like find a job while I have a job. You know, I always like, I took a break and then there's this. And um, and you said, oh, sometimes people just do that. <laughs> Poor right. Is like, don't tell her. But that. we don't give ourselves permission to that because we yep. have this perception of the way it's supposed to go. Yep. And and I I find that people come to me for, for permission to do exactly what they want to do. Yep. And like the craziest idea that they have, like I had so, a family come to me last year and they're just like, uh, we thought moving to the burbs would satisfy our itch that we'd be more in nature and like, yeah, no, we gotta go live in the mountains. Yeah. And we have family that's telling us your kids are young. You got to move. Blah, blah, blah. Like I ain't doing that. And I'm just like, okay, so why are you calling me? They're like, you just have to tell us that we're okay that we do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like you're okay if you do it. And they're going, we knew you'd say that. And I'm like, well, would you like Julie to know how? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to actually know how to make this work or yeah. Right. But it's like, we have been so trained that there mm -hmm. are answers outside of ourselves that are mm -hmm. more powerful than the answers we know from within. Yep. And we don't even know how to recognize it. So like when you were saying earlier um, about how like excited you were and stuff like that, you're like, oh, I always tell people like, well, which one makes you giggle more? And yeah. like did my financial planner just say, which one, well, which one is more fiscally prudent? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't ask you that question. Yeah. I asked you which one makes you giggle more. And the reason I do that is because that then actually creates more money to you because Einstein proved it. Everything is energy, including your money. Mm -hmm. And you will attract the money you desire when your heart is happy. Yep. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your commute, that's going to be reflective in the money flow to you. 
Yep. You're going to shut off the spigot. And I don't think that people understand how much that affects the rest of their life. Like, I really think that for years, you know, I don't think I realized how much it was affecting my husband, how unhappy I was. Mm. And, you know, that's not because I thought I was sort of keeping it together. I mean, I wasn't clearly. So the people you know, see us in our houses, <laughs> and it was and it was hard on him to see me suffer and feel like he couldn't do anything, you know. And there's a difference between everyone has hard days of work and everyone has things. But right. I mean, and right. I have had many very successful jobs for many right. years, right? Um, but and I never, you know, I never had a calling. Like what you do is a calling, right? This yeah. is a calling. Yeah. I have friends that are nurses. That is a calling. Yeah. I've always just been, you know, whatever. But I'm I, an I operations need, girl. But I, <laughs> that's your girl, calling. That's my calling. But I think that I, you need to, um, to do work that you find important because if it doesn't matter, it doesn't. If it doesn't matter to you, right? It can't possibly benefit you. It just can't. Right. Like it's soul sucking, and you. Well, you hit a glass ceiling. Yeah, that's what happens. And then Absolutely. if you stay in that job because the money's predictable mm -hmm. and you understand it, all that happens is disease is created in your body. Yep. And mm -hmm. the key is, is how do you continue to flourish in your, you know, easy to do in your 20s and your 30s and you're bouncing around, you're cute, a little bit more challenging in your 40s. By the time you're in your 50s. Yeah. You really can't put up with any shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of like, eh, can't do it. Yes. Because what do you treasure more? And it's about, and, you know, it's an exchange. You know, I had one woman who called me at 56 years old. She goes, Julie, I'm retiring this year. I'm like, really? How's that? She goes, well, you're going to tell me how much I need to make per year. And I'm going to go find a job that just makes me laugh all day long. We figured out she needed $27,000 a year between now and 65. And we... She owns a dog walking business now and she kennels dogs and she loves dogs. I would never in a million years do that. <laughs> but she's geeking out about it and she's totally expanding now in her late 50s and she's yeah. having the time of her life. And this is after her husband died of a brain tumor oh. and she's single again and they were high school sweethearts and they never had kids. Like, And she's happy. Yeah, She's so happy because these dogs are like her babies. You know? So you can do everything everything and anything that you choose. You just have to give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And yeah. to your point, like sometimes you have to create the space, you know, for you, it was take January off and figure it out and be like, yeah, why is it not okay that we create this space for ourselves and go, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to trust that something's going to fall in alignment. And I think that um, it's especially, you know, you talked about in your 30s and your 40s. And now that I'm in my 50s, we, <laughs> for a while, I thought, okay, I can do this. I can just hold on for like 10 more years. And then I'm like, and my, actually, my cousin said, we were talking about work. And she said, how much longer do you have to work? And I said, 10 to 15. And she's like, Meg, <laughs> you have to do something else. Like, clearly, you cannot do something you don't like for 10 or 15 more years. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, but it's hard. And I think people don't step back and look at it. You know, you're so, yeah. everyone is so busy. There's right. the day to day and you're working and then you're picking up your children. You're doing all these things and you're involved in all these things. You don't have time to sit down and go, what, this is crazy. Right. And man, the time goes so fast. It doesn't, you know, and I'm not advocating that everyone go out there and quit their jobs, but like, 
you you do have to spend time figuring out what it is that's important to you and what you want to do and what you want to be. Otherwise, it you said it, it manifests itself in not pleasant ways. Crazy forms, right? Yeah. And so you already know what those bugaboos are, right? You already yeah. know where it's you're like nails on a mm-hmm. chalkboard. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like I can't do that anymore. Yep. Listen to that. And you know what? We could certainly, there are plenty of problems going on in the world right now. <laughs> plenty. Yep. Yes. But we have to focus on the dream of what we want to create. Yep. And that's why I asked Meg to come on today because I was like, hey, what do you think about us talking like two ladies today? <laughs> and I was and like, oh. Ah. <laughs> but, and, and it's about the fact that when you realize that, okay, if I do start to focus on what I want to create in my life as opposed to the pile of crap that I might be in, yep. or even the thing, maybe it's not a big pile of poop. Maybe it's just like this constant irritant. It's like a chronic disease, right? Yep. Like literally, if you have a constant irritant, guess what? You're going to create a chronic disease. Yep. Like this is what I see. We act it out through our health or our wealth. I see it all the time. Yep. Absolutely. And so we have to, however you create that space for yourself, you know, I think a lot of people were jarred when the pandemic hit because oh. all of a sudden you're like, why does this scary quarantine kind of feel good? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people, and that's why a lot of employers today are going, well, we're not going to go back to the way we were working before. Yep. We're going to have shared office space and you're not going to have to do that long commute. And so this is about everybody choosing to dream the new dream. Mm-hmm. And and Meg, I would argue that you're just starting that dream, <laughs> right? Like I would argue that you're now going, you you stuck your toe in the water a few years ago after 11 mm-hmm. years at your one company. And then you're like, I'm ready for both feet in the pond now. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And I think that you are so close to like feeling like, Oh my God, my soul is being fed on a level that I never thought I could feel this happiness. And it's going to come through. So one of the things that, you know, I know my role will be moving forward is pressing you on like the parts of the jobs that you've had, like that you've loved and how to now manifest that with the freedom of being the independent contractor, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and keeping that giggle alive. So as you age and as you look towards retirement, that you're happy all along. Because no matter where your starting point is, yep. the goal is to create happiness right now because now is all you have. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And you want it to be, I don't want to, I want to be able to retire in 10 years, but I want to not want to. You know, right. I don't want it to be this clock that you're ticking down to because that's a long right. time. Like, yeah, I don't want to just be, you know, trend water for the next 10 years. So um, this is, I think, because of the way things are in the world right now, it's a great opportunity to do this. There's a lot of people that feel the way that I do now. There's a ton of people that are saying, this right. is not how I want to work anymore. And it'll be really interesting to see what the world looks like in a couple of years. Now, Businesses do you think are you struggling with it. Do you think you would have gotten here if your company wasn't making significant changes that you were last at? Um, I would have hoped so. I mean, I, th- I always knew that that was not the last job I was ever going to have, clearly. Right. I mean, I, I knew that that was not, I was, yeah, had no you said intention said to me of, the minute you took it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was thinking that there would perhaps be other opportunities there, but I also, um, I never wanted to work from home. I mm-hmm. really love being around people, you know, and 
I was just living my best life at home. You know, mm. I have always worked a lot. I have never just been the 40 hour a week girl. Right. And I could, you know, actually work out in the morning and then, you know, be at my desk right. 30 minutes later and do some laundry in the middle of the day. And then, you know, <laughs> so for me, you know, I certainly have friends who are dying to get out of the house. But I mean, for me, that opened up once I had that flexibility, I didn't have any intention of giving it back. And nope. that is what a lot of people feel like now I've figured out how to make this work. I've figured out right. how to balance in this way. I, I don't want to go back to, you know, being in an office and having to commute and doing all of those things. I do think that, um, you know, for a lot of, I think if I was had a full-time job, I think hybrid is ideal because it's right. still, you still, the collaboration, whatever. But, Absolutely. you know, I, I'm hoping that the companies that will be successful, the ones that have figured out that good employees will set their own parameters Yep. And that if given the freedom to do it the right way, they will be more productive. So yeah. we'll, and, we'll see. And um, we didn't plan this one. And by all means, you could say, I'm not going to answer this. But um, <laughs> so all along this journey, you think you were financially perfect? Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted you to tell everybody. Oh, geez. So <laughs> when I first met Julie. Because if I could tell you, yeah. I, I want to say this to people. You're all sitting here going, oh, well, she works with a financial planner and I don't work with a financial planner and I'm not positioned that way. And da, da, da. whatever story you're what, say, yeah. telling yourself as you're hearing Meg talk, yes. I want you to hear that it was not a perfect road. Oh, my goodness. No. And I mean, so I was in my probably late 20s and mm -hmm. and it's whenever I've been thinking about aging a lot as I'm in my 50s. But I've always had a lot worked with a lot of young people. And whenever they turn 30, they're like, oh, 30. I'm like, no. 30 is so much better. You make so much more money in your 30s, right? You're so poor in your 20s. At least I was so poor. Most people are, right? Right. And um, it was getting into be my late 20s. I'm like, I got to kind of get this together or I'm, you know, never going to figure it out. And the, the great thing about working with Julie is that we started small. It was like, okay, what can you do? And then right. we built on it. So, um, you know, I also, we also live a pretty... Uh, uh, modest life, I want to say, mm -hmm. you know, like we do, we, we both have good jobs. We, we do perfectly well, but you know, right. I'm not living in a mansion over here in Portage Park. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, there has been uh, a lot of ups and downs along the way, but um, in, I can't remember what year it was. I said, I have good news and I have bad news. The good <laughs> news is I just got a really I got some stock option money at work. And the bad news is I've been lying to you about what my credit card debt has done <laughs> for like a decade. So here you go. We're going to take care of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all do it. But I think that it's, I, I, I've always been motivated by the money. Right. No question about it, right? Like yeah. I want to, you know, I've always said, um, I want to get the house paid off so that I don't have to worry about it so that we can put more into retirement. Like it's all of those things. And we're still being responsible about the money. Julie and I have a plan right. where I put money away every week and she right. takes it from me every month. And, you know, you, you have to keep those things in mind. I'm paying my portion of the mortgage and the bills and all of those things. But um, it's it has not been, you know, I, I, have, I have had good jobs. I've never made an enormous amount of money. Right. I work in marketing and advertising. 
right? Yeah, you're income affluent. I make a I make a decent I make a good living, but I'm certainly not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't want I want people to take away it's like, well, she doesn't have children, so she can just, you know, do whatever she wants all the time. Yeah. But it helps. It makes us wealthier. But I think for those of you who have children, you almost have more of an obligation to make sure that your work life works for you that you right. give the example to those kids that it doesn't have to be where you've given your whole life over to it and right. it's tough to take yourself out of it i mean it's it's i am so grateful that i had severance to sit down and just be like what what do i want to do that was a gift you know it yeah. was upsetting when it happened right but that was a gift and so i mean who knows what a year from now i might be like i found this fantastic thing and i'm going to do it but for the moment, um, I'm excited to see what. Yeah. The future well, and and what I'd like to share with people is that, you know, as I work with clients, what's important to me is that no matter what life menu presents itself, that you're nimble enough to move yeah. with whatever. So whether you choose to move into another corporate job or you decide to keep expanding, being an independent independent contractor, you can do either or. And so I always talk about that we need to create financial space for that. And yes. when it comes to debt, debt is the lead balloon that gives you less choices. Yes. Tem temporarily, you get more choices because you're spending. But usually that spending is about emotionally satisfying something inside of yourself mm -hmm. as opposed to a real true need. Like I, I just did a video the other day on... A, go on a spending fast and they're like, or a financial <laughs> fast. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Like literally take a week or even if it's just a couple days or a month, whatever you feel fast, just like intermittent fasting on your food. Like only spend money on what you need, like what you actually mm -hmm. physically need. You are going to wake up and have awareness. No different than when the quarantine hit. Wow, did everybody have a more of awareness of where their money was going? Because it's been stockpiling in savings accounts for people. Yeah. Because they're like, and now we're being put in a position where we can choose more intentionally. Like, do I still want that or don't I still want that? I've heard more people say, oh my God, can you believe it just cost me $180 for two of us to go to dinner? Yeah. And it's like, we're recognizing going, do I actually want to do that anymore? Or would I rather use that money to go travel? Or would I rather retire a couple of years early? Or, you know, like, but it's about choosing your life. Yeah. And if, if you gridlock yourself with so much debt, you've given away choices. Um, the highest credit card debt I had was the year that I made the most money I ever made. Those two things happened at the same time, which is insane, right? And so it just, and it'd been building and building and building, but that is, it, that is, is for something else, but just not having that burden, I can't even, James and I talk about it. Like I can't, it was, first of all, it's a weight on you. You get the bill. And especially when you're younger, you're like, how am I going to make right. this happen? But I really have to do X. And so, you know, I want to not go out with my friends. Or well, so I do gonna... it with my bonus. And then your bonus comes. It's not actually your yes. bonus. And then the employer's the jerk. And it's like, well, no, you spent money you really actually didn't have. So yes. are they a jerk? Maybe. But um, they're a compounded jerk yep. because you spent money before you had it. Yeah. Right? Like, 
And I just want people to come from a place of empowerment to like really just choose your life. Yep. Choose your financial life. Choose what is going to make you happy. Absolutely. And I don't know anyone that creates debt that's actually happy, oh. but people are ecstatic the day they pay off their house, mm-hmm. pay off their car, pay off their yep. student loans, pay off their more, uh, you know, oh. everything, credit cards. Those are happy days for people. So yeah. if they're happy days when they're paid off, let's not try to recreate them. Oh, exactly. You know, and be mindful. Exactly. To go right back then, there. But yeah. Any last parting words for No. It was lovely to talk to you. Thank you Thanks, for having Holly. me. I hope that there was some benefit in there, but well, um, thank you for being a life that thrives. <laughs> I told James, thanks for sharing you today. <laughs> I will, I will, I will. All right. All right. Thanks everybody. And don't forget, hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell because I'm gonna help you guys get to a place that you love in your life. And if you go to juliemurphy.com, I am going to do group coaching starting um, this summer. So If you go there, sign on my email list, you'll know when that starts. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.